Hello, welcome. Yes, hi. My name is Anthony Quinn. This is my new podcast, Food Addict. Yes. Not so new anymore. Yes. Uh, I'm here today by myself. Yeah, nobody nobody is here. I had some people cancel on me. Um, so I figured, hey, it's a holiday. I'm here by myself. So why not just do a solo episode? I'm actually... Uh, kind of butthurt about so many things today that, um, you know, and I really don't want this podcast to be about me dumping my problems. Um, I'd like it to be about me talking about my problems and, uh, you know, learning to laugh about my problems, learning to, you know, do other things about my problems. Sometimes we have to say things out loud. Sometimes we have to express ourselves. I tell people to use the tools all the time, and I'm trying to use the tools. And this podcast is a tool for me. Um, and again, I would love some um, feedback. If somebody thinks I complain too much, if somebody thinks I should tell more jokes, if somebody thinks anything, <laughs> please contact me, man. Um, if you like this podcast, subscribe. I don't beg for subscriptions. I don't. Um, but it seems like a... Everybody I talk to likes the podcast. People go out of their way to contact me. And I mean, we're talking about dozens to hundreds. Okay? Um, you know, so it's not, I'm just saying, if you like this podcast, tell people about it. Tell people to subscribe to it. Tell people to, you know, view it, subscribe to it. I'm not even sure what that even means. I mean, I know what it means, but uh, subscriptions and, and views and downloads... Um, that's what this is about, I guess. But honestly, it's not really about that for me. Um, I tried doing a podcast where I had, uh, headphones and all this other stuff and, um, and I just didn't need that stuff. I got to a point where I'm just talking to a recorder now, a nice recorder, you know, and not a cheap recorder, one that, you know, is nice. And uh, that's it. That's it. This is it. This is this is what we're doing. So, if you if you like this, if you like what we've been doing, then you know, let me know. If you want to come on the show, let me know. Talk to Anthony Quinn, okay? Jesus. <laughs> oh man, this show gets ugly sometimes. We don't. I don't mind things getting ugly. I don't mind things being uncomfortable. Uh, I'm uncomfortable all the time on stage. Um, sometimes, well, when I used to be on stage, <laughs> now I'm on lawns, um, I guess there's indoor shows coming soon, uh, no one's booking me, so, <laughs> um, but you know, and that's another thing, uh, it's very hard to be, uh, you know, to try to understand about things, why aren't they booking me, why isn't this going on, why isn't that going on, um, and if you're asking yourself those kinds of questions, you're just, you're really asking for trouble. You know, I have this situation right now going on with my ex-wife. She's dating a fake cop. I keep calling him a fake cop. Even calling him a fake cop is bad. Guy's a CEO. He's a prison guard. He's two years away from getting his pension. And um, I know this because my son told me this stuff. He's older than us. My son said he's a nice guy. 
You know, my son's very expressive. My son's a very good boy. Um, and he's very smart. Um, but my son to also told me some other stuff. They just got my fucking mind rolling. You know? Everyone's having fun now. Everybody's going crazy. Everything's great. But this woman treated me like shit. She treated me like fucking shit. And I never put a hand on her. I never called her a bitch. I've never called any woman I've ever been with a bitch to their face anyway. <laughs> or any name. And you know what? I don't think I deserve a medal for it. But this is what's up. This is the things we tell ourselves. Sometimes I do. I think sometimes I do think I deserve a medal for that in my twisted fucking brain. But the fact of the matter is no. We don't deserve a medal for doing the shit we're supposed to fucking do. You know, if everybody hits their wife, but you don't, you're not a good guy. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's the kind of thoughts I don't want. You know, uh, these are very strange times we live in, man. <laughs> so if you're, you know, if you're sitting around like trying to compare fucking other stuff with people, that's a slippery slope, man. You know, um, I lost all my stuff a few years ago. Um. I decided to let all my stuff go. It was all moldy. It had been sitting somewhere for a long time. And it was kind of almost, I didn't really know what was going on, but I did know. I didn't know, but I did. And people could have contacted me and helped me, and they didn't. So, you know, when the darkness comes, I get resentful against those people. I get resentful against my ex. So what I'm going through right now, and this, you know, I'm not dumping my problems. What I'm going through right now is um, I feel that I deserve some uh, retribution. And some people think I'm crazy for this because I've already done the right thing. I already did, you know, the don't say bad stuff about their mom. I didn't. I already, I already did that. I already forgave these people. Right? I forgave them already. But what I talk about is one day at a time. Right? I forgave them every day until today. Today, I took it back. I don't forgive them anymore. You know? And I'm hoping I can get back to forgiving them. You know, this woman did terrible things to me, man. She kept me from my kids. She hurt my children by keeping them from me. And there's nothing. There's no abuse. There's no, I was growing pot, man. I was growing fucking pot. There's no history of anything. And that's why I was even able to continue to be in my kids' lives. But I had to fight her. I had to go to court. And you know what? The reason why I'm talking about this is because a lot of other people have to go through this. And not just men. Women, too. Women have terrible, um, you know... I used to have so many, I used to be in video production. I used to have a lot of women tell me, oh, you're, you care about your kids, it's so great, I wish I had that. I mean, a lot of women. I had a lot of women tell me that. You know, you're only getting one side of the story, but when you hear the same thing all the time, you know, to me, that's, that's a message. You know, that's, that's, that's what you have to pay attention to. So that made me think that I was doing the right thing. And I did do the right thing. And I was doing the right thing. But now, right? Now what's going on? Now these people, they like my podcast. They like my comedy. Right? She actually likes my comedy, this woman, my ex-wife. 
And I don't think she's listening to the podcast. <laughs> she probably doesn't want to. Uh, probably doesn't want to hear me talk, especially this episode. But like, she's like, she's like, kind of nice to me. Everything's cool. I invited her to my son's christening, and it was cool. But then all of a sudden, something happens, and she snaps right back to doing the same thing. So I don't know, you know. And now she's all happy. She met this guy, right? So is that cool? So, you know, it's not that I'm dumping my problems, but I'm trying to explain. I'm trying to get to the bottom of this, of what I'm really pissed off about. I don't want this woman back. I wouldn't touch her with a 10-foot pole. She lives in, she lives an hour away. You know, we've been through so much. It hurts my stomach to be around this woman for too long. You know, for what she did to me with my kids, I don't care how nice. You could make me a million pizzas, okay? But once you wrong me about my children, it's done. It's over. As far as romantically, I mean. But I want to get to the bottom of this. Why am I so pissed off about this? And the reason is because I never I never got any kind of red I never got any kind of um there was never any accountability. These people told my kids that I was going to show up and go and go uh, go postal on them. Hi, I actually took a phone call. Um, I'm not exactly sure what I was saying, but what I was talking about was um, resentments, right? What do we do with resentments? Because what happens with resentments is when one comes back, they all come back, baby. They all want to come back. You open the gate and they crash it. They crash the fucking gate. <laughs> um, so what do you do when that happens? And the thing is, like, it's, it's what do you do every day, right? Like, it's not, oh, I survived it now. It's never going to happen again. If you think it's never going to happen again, you know, then, wow, holy shit, you must be a gambler. <laughs> you must be in some fucking debt, you know? Um, I don't know, man. But um, I don't mind being in financial debt, but I don't want to be in emotional debt anymore. Um, tired of it. I'm tired of it. God darn it. Tired of it. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't know. So I'll start asking some questions then. Okay, so the question is, do you think people from your past should be accountable for things that they did to you? And I would say the answer is yes. Right? Okay, so probably everybody will say yes to that one. So now the next question should be, how much of your life should you spend trying to make these people accountable Now, it all depends on the situation, right? The circumstances. But does it? And I'm not talking about people that have had um, atrocities that, you know, if you're somebody who's had somebody uh, beat you up and you have proof, you can have them go, arrest, go get arrested. You can have them arrested. And that's your choice. I'm talking about stuff where you couldn't get people arrested for. I'm talking about emotional damage that people did to you and that they know that they did it to you. You know? People did to you and just didn't care. You know? 
I was yeah, I was talking about how they would be like, "Oh, your dad's gonna come shoot shoot this place up," and they would laugh about it. And I never had guns. I had a shotgun. I never fired it. I never fired the thing. Um, you know, and to say that to kids about their dad while I was home crying that I couldn't see them. I mean, that's, that's some like heartless shit right there. Now, to me, it's heartless. But, you know, in their minds, I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking. Um, and this is another thing, you know, when we play back the, 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 the recording in our head, it's not like Monday Night Football. It's not exactly what happened. It's always twisted. It's my version. You know, I ha- absolutely am not a, not a perfect person. I'm a flawed person. I absolutely will, will, will agree with that. Um, I have medical issues, um, and I have, uh, you know, some, some, some emotional baggage. Yes. So, you know, when we get, we get to, we get to these questions is, you know, so the next question is, would it ever be enough? What would be enough? If these, what I've been joking about is I want, not joking about, I want these people to write me a, a letter. I want them all to write me a letter. I know it's ludicrous, right? But I want them to write me a letter. So what would happen if they wrote me a letter? What do you think? I tend to think it would probably piss me off even more. You know, it would piss me off even more. Now you're admitting it, I want more. And that's how I am. I have the disease of more, okay? Um... The other night, I got home. We got home from the shore. We didn't have that great of a trip. We had a decent trip. Uh, me and my girl were, were arguing. I came home. It was terrible. I was in a terrible mood. I was tired. And I was not hungry. I had food. I had eaten. I was not hungry. There was food here. And I went out and bought a whole pizza. I went out and bought a sausage and peppers pizza. And I, thinking about it, I want to go get one right now. So what did that help? Who did that help? <laughs> the business? I don't think so. I don't even think they like coming here anymore. I think they don't answer my calls sometimes. <laughs> this place, Vito and Ariel's in uh, Harvestra. Fucking great pizza, man. Um, and they are actually very nice. They're actually cool there. Um, the delivery guy's really nice guy. Um, and that's it. Once you start knowing the delivery people and shit, once you start, you know, like, what's up, baby? <laughs> Is that good? So me, the, the thing I struggle with is food. So a lot of times my shit goes back to food. And I'm trying to not do that. I'm trying to enjoy my life. Because what happens, like last night I ate a bunch of sugar. And then I woke up and I was all fucked up today. My head's all fucked up. Sugar is a terrible drug, man. Sugar is a drug. If you're somebody that doesn't think sugar is a drug, you better think again. You better, sugar's terrible for you. Um, there's people I know in OA that haven't had sugar in 20 years. I can't, it's, I know it's unbelievable, but they haven't had sugar in 20 years. They eat fruit, but they haven't had like sugar. They don't have candy, they don't have sugar. So, they won't even have bread. They won't have bread. So, is that good? I mean, 
And then I start thinking, do I want to be like, you know, in meetings all the time, praying about this shit because these people wronged me? Here's what I'm thinking. And you know what? I have a point. I have a point. I feel better now. I'm the sharpest I've been in a long time ever, maybe. You know? Um, so now what I do is I talk. I do comedy. I do podcasts. And you know what? I do have fans. I do have fans. I'm not saying I have a lot of fans, but I have fans. I have people that listen to what I say. So now, to me, what's the best way to deal with this shit? I was thinking about doing a fucking Netflix documentary about it. I have an outline I'm going to submit to Netflix. Probably not. <laughs> but I'm thinking about it. You know? I mean, I married my best friend's sister. And, I mean, you know, we built this house in the middle of nowhere. I told her not to. The bubble burst. And then they just dumped me, these people. My money was gone and they dumped me. And... I don't, you know, there was some other shit. There's more to it. I acted like a child in a lot of ways. But then you're going to keep my kids from me and say I'm a danger to my kids? There was nothing, nothing to prove I was a danger to my kids. And they had nothing. I can get court documents. I can do all this stuff. But then I'm thinking, okay, if I, Netflix is not going to accept it. <laughs> but I'm saying maybe I could do my own document. Um, uh, web series about it. I can get the court documents. But honestly, you know, I could probably make it entertaining because it is interesting. I got busted for weed. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff that went down. Um, and it's, you know, some of it's topical. My ex is a Trump supporter. She's dating a fucking, um, she's dating a cop now. So, I mean, there's there's some stuff, man. There's some stuff. But that's the thing. Do you really want to do that? Do you want your whole life exposed like that? But the, who really cares anyway? You know, I think so, a lot of times we think that everybody cares so much about us and they're not even paying attention. They're not even paying attention. 30 to 100 people listen to this podcast. If I'm lucky. All right? You know, what about everybody else? What about the thousands of people that I know? I know thousands of people. And a lot of them know about my podcast. They don't listen. Why not? Is there a reason? They're probably just not thinking about me. They're probably busy. Do I contact them all the time and tell them to listen to my podcast? No. I'm personally trying to build content. Trying to build a product that I can shop around. That's what I'm doing. And at the same time, I'm trying to help myself and maybe help some other people that feel this way. But this is not a self-help podcast, man. <laughs> um, if you're somebody who's got real problems with food, real problems with addiction, you know, get in touch with a, a therapist. You know, you can listen to this and see a therapist. You can listen to this podcast <laughs> and talk to other, talk to actual healthy people. Because um, I'm out of my mind, I admit that. But what I've done, you know, is... And that's the thing, what is out of your mind anymore? You know, we live in very interest, We live in a very interesting time right now. And I'll tell you, I feel pretty fucking smart. I got a wizard hat. Somebody from my other podcast bought me a wizard hat. I wear the fucking wizard hat. I don't really wear it. But I'm saying, I like... 
<laughs> I'm going to start wearing it because I feel really smart because common sense is out the window. What does common sense mean anymore? <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, do other people want to... Want to do Netflix series about their, their divorce? <laughs> ah, I mean, I see all this lame shit on Netflix, man. All this like garbage stuff. And I'm thinking like, you know, one of my friends that I went to high school with, this dude, he like, you know, slit this woman's throat and stuff 13 times or something. And then there's like other stuff. You know, there's a, kind of a lot of interesting things that I've done. I went to jail for four months. I have a lot of stories from that. I mean, I was in jail for four months for weed. For growing weed. That's it. That is it, man. The judge kept me in jail because he was mad at me. He used bail to keep me in jail. And this is another thing. These are not, This is another thing I want. I want to go after the judge and the DA. I want to go after them. But... What is all this going to do? Is it going to do anything? I don't know. Maybe it will. I'm starting to think maybe it will. Maybe other, maybe this judge has done stuff to other people. You know, maybe this DA, God knows what this DA has done to advance himself. You know, if you think that you mean anything to a judge or a DA, think again. In front of the camera, you do. But you're nothing to them, man. They're about their political agenda and their careers. Judges get fucking elected for 10 years, man. 10 years. So once they get elected, they don't give a fuck about anybody or anything. It's, it's what they, They're a judge, man. That's it. And they run around, drink and drive. They drink and drive like crazy. I guarantee you, if you follow politicians around, and you pulled them over from all their events, they'd all have DWIs. They would lose their licenses forever. If you have more than three DWIs now, you're, you're done for at least 10 years. So I don't know, man. I mean, <clears throat> we've been talking about equality, right? People want equality. Well, I want equality too, man. You know, I want, um, I want to feel... You know, I want to feel good about myself. I do. Honestly, I do. I do feel good about myself. Maybe for the first time ever. A good percent of the time, I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. But when these demons come, man, right? I tell people, let the feelings pass, right? And I do. But if the demons come all the time about this judge, about the DA, this guy kept me in jail. I could have... It's always easy to fight when you're on the outside. When you're on the inside... It's harder to negotiate. Everything's harder. You can't talk to your lawyer as much. I was literally in the house with murderers. I went to the court with, with the, the same guy who put a little kid in a bag. He put a little kid in a paper bag in a parking lot in Newburgh. I'm not shitting you. I was in the fucking... I was, he, I was in like the third row. He was in like the sixth row. Of the, the court van that goes in to, to, to go get, like, you know, your daily court visit, whatever you have to go find out about the negotiation that's going on about you. That's what's up. 
And you know, this is a very, very interesting story. And I'll tell it right now, okay? Um, the first time I went to court, this is the time with the guy, the, the murderer in the back. That guy got, I don't know, he got a lot of years. He, I think he, he got 30 or 40 years, whatever he got. I don't even remember. But then there was another murderer. Some guy um, shot his, his girlfriend's, he shot his girlfriend and the boyfriend or just the boyfriend. I don't know. He shot somebody in like a, a rage. And he was going to, I think he got like 30 or 40 years. So here I am in the, in the bus for weed. I go and meet with them, and it's standard procedure. They offered me two and a third to seven. Two and a third years to seven years in prison. That's what they offered me. And my biggest thing was I just wanted to see my kids. I just wanted to see my kids. And my lawyer said to me, this is ridiculous. She said, you're not going to spend a day in prison. She said, the fact that you're even in jail is ridiculous. The judge wants a pound of flesh. He has a pound of flesh now. So because this guy needed a pound of flesh, I missed Halloween with my kids that year. I missed Christmas with my kids that year. Now, whatever. I mean, I've had plenty of Christmases with them. I've had plenty of Halloweens with them. I worked it out where they didn't even know what happened. I had somebody in jail draw a beautiful uh, card for my son. And he loves that card to this day. I told him just recently about the whole thing. And he says he was shocked. He had no idea about it, you know, because, because that's what, that's what needed to happen. And, you know, they did not tell him about that, but you think they, they, they didn't tell him about that because they were helping me. So anyway, um, what my point is, is, okay, so I was in, I was in the bus and I was crying. Okay. You don't do a lot of crying in jail. (laughs) It's not the best thing to do, but I was crying. And this, um, this dude, this black dude in the, in the back of the van, um, he was hanging out with the murderer guy. And, um, you know, I was crying and everybody was looking at me. And they were very annoyed by the fact I was crying. And this guy came up, he came up like a, a, a row or two. Um... And he said, I mean, we're in shackles, but you can still kind of like move around. Um, And he said, dude, don't worry about it, man. He said, I get that way sometimes too. And he said, and every motherfucker in here gets that way. And if they're lying, if if they're saying they don't, they're lying. And he said that. And you know what? All of a sudden, everybody's mood changed towards me. And I was fine. I get goosebumps talking about this. I didn't know this guy from anything. This guy was in a red jumpsuit. He didn't know me from anything. I was a fat, you know, I was a fat, bald, you know, white dude in a jumpsuit. And he helped me, you know. So, I mean, for whatever reason. Because, you know what? Because he saw that I was in pain. And, uh, you know... That's what it's about. It's about humanity, man. So this is what I was going through. I was going through things like this. And you know what? It probably helped me in a lot of ways. Definitely helped my comedy career. (laughs) I got a lot of shit to talk about. Um, You know, uh, I got out of jail. I went to live in the city. I was doing all kinds of different stuff. 
I was still doing video production. I was doing comedy. Not like I'm doing now. You know, I was doing comedy here and there. I did a podcast. So there's like a lot of stuff that happened. There's a lot of stuff that happened, a lot of baggage there. So in my mind, I'm thinking if I just did like a documentary about it, to just release it, just to maybe so somebody could care, right? Because they don't fucking care. The people, the people that did it to you are never going to fucking care, right? So, all right, so the question is, should I just move on? Should we just forget about all this stuff? Forget about the injustice? You know? And I'm not lying, man. I have not done anything violent in my life. There's never been any domestic disturbances with any woman I've been with. Um, I am not a violent person. Um, you know? So I'm saying is, is it worth it? Is it worth it to just move on with your life? And let everyone off the hook all the time? I don't know. I'm starting to think, I don't know. You know? I think um, we have to try to do what's best for ourselves. You know, um, there's a there's thing in OA and all the programs called, it's a selfish program. See, there's a lot of these sayings. There's a lot of the sayings that can be interpreted a bunch of different ways. What it comes down to is you have to work your own program. Right? If you want to, I just don't think that I can live a life where I'm beat down by this stuff all the time. Where I'm just beat down by it every day. And you know, I'm not every day. But lately it's been bad. And it's the pandemic, it's a bunch of stuff. But it always comes back. And this woman, just earlier, just a couple months ago, my son had a health issue and she did the exact same thing. She shut me right out. I couldn't even see him. She shut me right out, you know, and um, and then a couple days later, I kept telling them I have rights, but it's a pandemic, right? It's a pandemic. It was just, it was a terrible situation, and she did the exact same thing. She just, what she does is, she's not a talkative person, so she just clams up. And dude, that's just not good enough. This woman has been, you know, taking care of my kids. She's been great to my kids, but this is what I say. And I say this to myself, I say it to my kids, and I've said it to her. If you do everything right, but you get the most important thing wrong, then you lose. You know, a lot of people have, a lot of things have been, terrible things have been done with good intentions. You know? You know, you, you can't control the world. You have to do what you think is right. And if you don't have the right, the life experience to understand what's right, then maybe you should fucking ask somebody. You know? Maybe you should try to find your part then. And, you know, find your place, actually, is a better way to put it. Maybe you should just find your place then. But you don't do things out of spite. You know, um, and revenge is very, is very, you know, tempting. But when you start thinking about it, what is revenge? What are you going to do? I'm not a violent person. What am I going to do? Go scream at these people, write jokes about them? I already have jokes about them. I have jokes about her. 
And I don't even do them. I don't waste my stage time. Some of them are funny. You know? I'm doing this podcast right now. I'm talking about this because this is what's on my mind. You know? This is what's on my mind. This is what's going on. And maybe some people have these same problems. Right? With unresolved issues. Resentments. You can tell yourself a billion times you're over things. But are you? Are you really over it? You know? Do you want to keep medicating with stuff? If I keep medicating with food, I'm going to die. That's the bottom line. I'm going to be fucking dead. And then there won't be any podcasts. And there won't be any dad for my baby. So, I mean, I, you know, I'm not trying to get morbid. I'm not, woe is me. Fuck that. That's not what this is about. You know, I spend a lot of time on my pity pot. I try not to pity pot on my podcast. Whoa. That's like a, <laughs> that's like a tongue twister. I try not to pity pot on my podcast. I try not to pity pot on my podcast. I try not to pity pot on my... It's, it's kind of easy to say, though. <laughs> it's not, not, quite a, not quite a tongue twister. But no, nah, man, I mean, but this is what this is about. It's a holiday. I would be at my friend's party right now. He doesn't want to have the party because of COVID. The dude's in his 60s. <clears throat> I took my kids there every year. Right? I just got back from the beach with my kids. I said, asked my son if he wanted to hang today. He said he's just chilling. And he deserves to just chill. You know, and I was always very good about not attaching my ego to everything, right? I wouldn't, my ego didn't have to be attached to being a dad. But something happened. Something happened. All of a sudden, my son became a cool guy. And now he really likes me a lot. I mean, he loved me, and then he wasn't so crazy about me. And now he's like a fan. He's like my number one fan now. And and she's was being nicer to me. Now I've been kind of a dick, so. <laughs> but she won't answer me back. I'll text her something. She won't answer me for days. So, and that's what started this whole thing. But, you know, it's, it's what, what we're judged by is our actions. And if we sit around and say bad stuff to ourselves, it's going to affect our actions. It's going to, a lot of times when people do something stupid, it's because, and I'm not giving them an excuse. They were probably mentally divergent. But if you just keep telling yourself something and telling yourself something and telling yourself something, then you're going to make it come true. If you go into work every day and you say, I'm going to get fired, I'm going to get fired, I'm going to get fired, you know what? You're going to get fired. If you ride a bicycle and you keep saying you're going to fall, you're going to fall on a motorcycle is even worse. If you pay attention to not falling on a motorcycle, you're going to fucking fall, man. You got to ride the bike. You got to see what the bike is doing and adjust. That's actually a pretty good analogy. You have to see what the bike is doing and adjust. You can't think about falling. You got to think about riding. So, you know, that's what this podcast is about today is to try to get me focused on riding again. You know, these are, these are very tough times. And uh, very tough times if you're trying to be a comedian, you're trying to express yourself in any way. Um, people just don't know what to say, and you know they don't care. People just don't care right now. You know, they just, they just they're, this is a very scary time. Whether people want to admit it or not, it is. 
Very scary. I go down the city and there's nobody down there. Very strange to me. So hopefully they're going to open the city. And hopefully, you know, we can get back to life here. And hopefully I'll be back to doing a podcast with somebody else talented next time. This has been Food Addict. I believe this is episode 20. My name is Anthony Quinn. Thank you.